Welcome to the Orion Podcast with Jessa and Laurel. On this episode, we connect with Jennifer Appy of Milestonia, the SaaS platform you want for tracking business goals. We hope you garner nuggets of wisdom from our stories of how an accountability culture can be fun and how this type of team engagement can contribute to the top line of many different companies. We were so stoked, we couldn't hold our ideas inside. Enjoy. Transform business, change the world. That's the Tory Project's mission. If you're concerned about environmental degradation, social injustice, or the shredding of our democracy, check out Tory Project. This exciting new organization teaches entrepreneurs how to build highly profitable businesses that also act as a force for good in the world. Follow Tory Project on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Check out David J. Farron on LinkedIn to watch his videos designed for first-time founders and entrepreneurs. Sign up to join their next bootcamp or volunteer to help out at www.toryproject.org. Hey, Laurel. Hey, Jessa. Who is our guest today? We're thrilled to have Jen Appy with Milestonia. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. And how are we connected with Jen, Jessa? Happy with Milestonia. Thank you so much for being with us. Sorry. It looks like I had the YouTube link up on my other computer. It's gone now. Oh, you just want to see us in double time. You're like, can't get enough on all the screens. (laughs) I have done the same. Um, So, We met Jen through our Growth 10 tribe, and Growth 10 is a peer mentorship group that we have been a part of for six months. And as the more and more we get to know Jen through that group, you are just uh, so helpful within the group and outside of it and have such a unique perspective and very, very strategic mindset when it comes to marketing and, you know, team engagement, as we'll talk about more in leadership and, and accountability and the more we get to know you, the more all these doors open. We're like, wow, like Jen does so much and you have such like interesting, unique experience. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and we're interested to learn even more today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. I I just have to say that, you know, personally, I just love working with people who are passionate about what they do and are following something that they really believe in. And that's the reason why I think we connected was because I just love your positive energy and your passion. It's just, it's infectious. Well, thank you. We I I think we felt that we felt the same. And the first, I think, few Grow Ten phone calls, you were in Hawaii, um, <laughs> and I like I remember meeting you and hearing the roosters in the background, and and we're like, you've got to be in Hawaii because there's roosters just constantly in the background, and it looks like a yep. jungle. Yeah. yeah so tell, tell us a little bit about your background, your entrepreneurial story, and why Hawaii and, <laughs> and where you are now. Just, sure. Yeah. So I actually grew up on Maui. Um, I was visiting my parents at the time, you know, sheltering in place with them, with my family. It was a great change of pace um, for my family to, to be there. So it was a little bit of play, but, uh, but we still got the work done. And, uh, you know, I... I uh, loved growing up in Hawaii, but I felt like there was this whole big world that I was missing. So uh, when I went to college on the East Coast and then got to California and uh, started working in Silicon Valley, it was just, you know, mind blowing all the things that were that were going on. And I felt like, you know, if I wasn't a part of this wave of entrepreneurship, that I was going to miss the boat. And I didn't feel like I was ready to be an entrepreneur at first. I just worked with a lot of small companies, a lot of startups, uh, just because I loved that entrepreneurial vibe. And I just loved helping people, like I said before, who are passionate about what they, what they do and, and what they're, um, what they're all about. And I just love being around that. So, so, you know, I'd been working with a, a, a startup and we developed Milestonia to actually to help ourselves create an accountability culture for our own team. You know, th- there are other tools out there uh, that people can use or that, that we looked at using, but, you know, they're, they're expensive, you know, expensive for a, for a small company uh, to afford. They're, they're really complex because they're designed for large enterprises. So they can be really overwhelming. And we just didn't feel we needed all those bells and whistles. We just needed something that was really simple that would keep us accountable to each other for what we had to do that would create, you know, clarity. You know, I'll I'll talk about our five steps to accountability, but create clarity, communication, transparency, social accountability, and fun. And so we developed Milestonia for ourselves. And, um, you know, our team 
was uh, was kind of virtual to be to begin with. I mean, we're some in house, some uh, some had moved to other cities. I was in the Bay Area. The rest of the teams in Arizona, and um, then we had other team members in New York and Oregon, and. Uh, we had this way of working together with Milestonia at kind of the, as the backbone that really worked for us. So when COVID hit, moving to complete virtual without any in-office interaction was actually rather seamless for us because we had the culture in place with Milestonia. We we had that culture of accountability, and so it was seamless. So so then we thought, well, can other companies, you know, can we help other companies? you know, who can benefit from using Milestonia. And that's when we spun it out. I became the CEO and we started onboarding companies into Milestonia to help them create accountability cultures the way we had. That is so cool. I don't think I, if I knew that, I forgot it. I'm sorry, but I don't think I realized that you were using it in-house for your own purposes. And it seems that I feel like some of the most successful entrepreneurs, they're solving a problem that they have. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that other people have it. And so did you guys build the software? Like, did you have software developers then? Was it a, a company that did that or did you learn how to? Um, it, so it, it was us. Um, you know, we pulled together a team of people with various skill sets and we just um, and we just developed it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's my, been quite a journey. <laughs> I was talking about her kid. You're like, yeah, we just built it. <laughs> I know. It, it, I, I'm downplaying it a bit, but. Uh, no, I love it. I love it. It's, um, I just know it's, it's, uh, I think, a more cumbersome process than you're probably giving yourself credit for to. But that's why I was laughing. It's like, yeah, we just built it. But I, I, think, it's, I think it's so wonderful. And with Milestonia, were you, did you have a name for it internally? Like how did, was it easy to get it adopted? Or did your team see that, was everyone realizing there was a problem and then you guys built Milestonia and you're like, oh great, this solves our problem? So, um, so the team had experimented with different ways of keeping everybody aligned and accountable. Uh, and, um, you know, what we came up with, so when we decided that these, these you know, larger tools weren't going to fit, uh, really, we were managing everything out of docs and spreadsheets, and we felt that there just had to be a better way. So having a really pretty dashboard with progress circles, being able to see the points everyone's putting on the board for accomplishing their goals, and then being able to automatically tie that in with kind of a, a progress counter toward the rewards that we were earning, that's really the the heart of what we needed as a tool. So, um, And then from there... Uh, you know, companies that have been that have been using it have asked for other features um, that we put into uh, the product as well. You know, it's been it's been quite a journey figuring out where our product market fit is. You know, where where you know what companies. At first, we thought maybe there's certain industries, maybe there's certain roles uh, that can use Milestonia. But we realized after we talked to a lot of friends and family and um, had a bunch of companies use it that it really is about creating accountability in a fun way. I mean, at its core, that's what it's about. And that permeates any industry, right? Any industry, any, any role. Um, so, so that's what we're finding. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot we're learning about, you know, onboarding and how to get companies to, to experience the benefits faster and more easily. Um, and I actually think that what you all do uh, at a Stellar Co is is a great way to get companies to think about those goals that they need to put into milestone because that's the part that we don't do. You know, once people have goals, we've got a great way to to support the team in you know in in communicating the progress against the goals and, and showing the points and everything else. But uh, but we're not going to define the goals for the company. That's what you know, people like you do or leaders do, you know, trying to figure out what is my North Star? You know, how am I going to get there? How do I break that down for my team? That's what you guys do a marvelous job. Uh, and that's why we've linked to the Polaris uh, sheet, the planning sheet on our website, because we really want leaders to use a framework like what you have so that they can really think about the goals that matter, because that's when Milestonia can really help them when they've already thought through their goals and they just need a tool to enable them to manage it with their teams. Yes. And I remember now I'm having flashbacks when we very, very first spoke, I think on the phone. And I remember, I don't know what I was doing, but I remember I was running around and 
very trying to multitask. And I remember talking to you and I had this, you know, you saw it obviously well before I did, but I had this moment where it clicked where I'm like, okay, well, well, you can put, you can do the strategic planning document. And then the struggle that we run into and a lot of our clients and, you know, a lot of business owners, it's like, okay, well, you can set the goals down, but then are you revisiting it? Does everybody see it? Right. Are Are you looking at it just at your next quarterly meeting? And so having this like simple visual dashboard and we've been very fortunate thank you to um test milestonia and and use it and like oh this is it's so clear and direct and simple and i love it because there's just so much noise and technology where there's like there's too many features sometimes and it works for some companies but when you just need to focus on what's important and what's in front of you that's what i love about milestonia because it's just so clear so anyway i agree mm-hmm. So, but let's all pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a little like, like practical example. Jess and I have been managers of teams before in our lives. And we love to motivate people. We love praising and rewarding. Um, and, and we'll talk about like why rewards are part of the psychology of a, of a fun accountability culture. My previous experience is so much technology, so many options. Mm -hmm. So I would, for example, I love to set goals. And my teammates, I would really help them set their personal and their professional goals. And then it was like, where do they live? Are they living in the Excel spreadsheet? Are they in Trello? Are they a part of our project management processes that we were were using at like this very formal consulting firm, detailed project management? Um, software like Asana or BQE and all these other things. And we tested, uh, Jess and I tested many different project management softwares thinking that it would really help us stay on task and assign tasks. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up spending so much time inputting the tasks that by the time we were done inputting the tasks, we were already done with five of the tasks and we're just constantly (laughs) tasking. And it was when we discovered Milestonia, I was like, this is the appropriate level of granular detail that is not overwhelming, but, but highly productive and feels good. Mm-hmm. And it's been a bit of a balance to try and figure out that right level of the detail that you need in order to communicate the progress of the goal or to communicate to somebody what's expected to complete that goal. And, you know, a, a lot of what these other project management tools do. Um, we've had people ask us, well, why don't you have this like Asana or why don't you have this like, like Jira? And, and we thought about it, we've looked at it, but, uh, you know, the essence of what we're about is that simplified view of everything that's going on. And, and, and we don't want, we don't want people to spend a lot of time in the tool. Actually, that, that, that's actually a, a pro and a con, right? We don't, yeah. we don't want you to use this a lot now. Um, but we don't, want, we don't want to create a lot more work for people. I think that was one of the pain points we were hearing was that it's just one more thing to do. I have to do the work, and then I have to explain the work, and then I have to input it into a tool. You know, it was just really overwhelming. We just wanted to be able to capture enough to be able to keep that communication flowing about the progress against the work that matters. Um, and, um, you know, but without, you know, burdening the, the, the team. So, so it is a little bit of a catch 22, but we really ascribe to that simplicity philosophy because small companies just don't have the time and the resource to spend a lot of time with really elaborate processes. Agreed. And, and that's why our Polaris is one page and it's a lot Mm -hmm. of information, but the goal is to get you so aligned and so clear that Mm -hmm. you're just living it. And it's not this big burden Right. right. And so what we do in our Polaris, as you mentioned, is we'll, we'll create quarterly one year and three year goals. What's been really helpful is we take those goals, put them in Milestonia or for our case, like we use it internally to help track where we are with our clients in their Polaris development process. Mm-hmm. So we have like 12 weeks and at each week we have a particular goal that we want to accomplish each week. And by using by inputting them in Milestonia and then tracking when we're done then we can see, are we ahead of schedule? Are we behind schedule? Can we accommodate in our next weekly meeting more bespoke things that have popped up? Mm-hmm. And it just, it allows that flexibility, but also like, I don't, Justin, I don't really have to think about it. Right before the meeting, we can open up Milestone and be like, that's where we were. That's what I, right. that's what I was going to say. For us, it, it makes our lives so easy for our client management. And it helps us stay super organized and like Laura said, very clear. 
And it's great because we can show it to our clients. Like, look, this is everything we've done so far. This is what's remaining. It's a great Mm -hmm. visual tool because it doesn't, it's not something that really needs explained. It's Mm self-explanatory. Yeah. Anyway, we, we, (laughs) you can't tell, we very much enjoy uh, (laughs) Estonia. And I, I just love the creativity that you've had for the applications of it, because you were saying earlier about, you know, finding the people that it would suit best. And that's what's difficult is because I think it can suit everybody. Like we all need goals. We all need plans personally, professionally. And when there's just so many different aspects you can use for this. And so Mm -hmm. I just think that I could see that being very challenging as a business owner and entrepreneur is like, okay, you got to kind of pick a lane. And uh, when there's, you know, you're on this like super freeway, but (laughs) I I, uh, I like. I haven't heard of that. That was good. I just made that up. <laughs> in the lane. That's so accurate, though. I mean, you, you, you need to. I'm make working on my things. business jargon. Like, you know, give me a few more years, and I will only be speaking in analogies, and no one's going to know what I'm saying. And then, then I will have arrived. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want to comment on your one-page framework because I think that's really powerful. One of the one of the. Um, the downsides of the planning process is if you end up with a 38-page document or something like that, you're never going to open that up again. And part of what gets a plan through execution is the visibility, right? If you don't have that plan in front of you, if you don't have that, that, that map of where you're going to remind yourself of where you're going, it's easy to forget. I mean, there are just so many fires and so many you know urgent things that come up. Um, that it's hard, it's easy, well, it's easy to lose your way and it's hard to, to remember so that's where I was. So I think it's really interesting. Your one page framework is is very a very similar philosophy to what we were trying to do with Milestonia, which is just give the highlights, but make it something that's that's visible and easy to interpret and use so that people, you know, can have that um, at the ready and remember, you know, the important goals that they had committed to and where they're headed. Remembering is so critical because I mean, I'm guilty of this we see it happen with clients and I think it's a, a common problem, but I'm sorry, can you hear feedback? Or is it just on my end? I, I don't hear okay. any feedback. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to go with it. Okay. Um, everyone ignore that. So the rem- remembering uh, to remember is, is so hard. You know, you put spend all this time in strategic planning and goals and then it's so easy to get back to the day-to-day grind of like checking emails, replying to clients, you know, the, the daily tasks. And then it's not that you don't want to do the goals. And so like having that visibility, having a tab, like, you know, the email reminders for milestone mm-hmm. are great when I like, I don't know the settings, but mine are weekly. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And I check in, I look, I'm like, okay, great. Everything's where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think another really big problem that you brought up that Milestone addresses is remote team engagement. Mm-hmm. And that is something like Laurel said earlier, like, uh, you know, when we've worked together, we've worked with remote teams and it's always been a struggle for me mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. engagement. And when people are in the office and, you know, pre-COVID, especially you could plan, you know, happy hours, lunches, whatever, um, team outings, but it was those remote employees that it's like, well, well how do you, how do you engage them? And I actually remember right before COVID hit, we were, Laura and I were interviewed on a podcast and I remember specifically being asked, how do you engage remote teams? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did I say I knew how to? Oh, <laughs> so I think that it's just like you guys, the timing just seems so perfect because so many people like had to go remote and probably will continue mm-hmm. to be remote, you know, yeah. like after things have like kind of shaken up with the work culture, but it's just, I just wanted to, to bring that back because I think it's a really, really key point. And yeah. why is that, I mean, to that end, why is team engagement super important for businesses? Well, uh, there is a stat out there that says that only 31% of employees are engaged. That, that's a really scary stat, right? It means that 69% are not engaged, meaning, you know, they could take it or leave it. Um, and we and we really feel. I mean, working for small business where we're we're passionate about our customers, we're passionate about what we do. We feel that there's got to be more to a job, and we're not going to be claimed to be experts on remote working or team engagement. But we do know that what what's worked for us is this idea of winning together, and that's one of the philosophies that Milestonia is based on. Is um, 
it's important to acknowledge who's doing the work. So there's individual accountability. So we've got owners for goals and, and, and owners uh, get points and they can go get points and go on a leaderboard for achieving those goals. But the points earn rewards for the team. And I remember in, in, in the early days when we were talking to sales teams, because everyone said, oh, you need to go talk to sales teams. They will love this. The, the struggle they had was with sales teams, oftentimes their incentives are built around individual achievement only, right? If you get to this part, boom, you get. And, and I think that's important. I think that's, that's part of the mix of, of, of what people need you know, when they're managing teams and trying to incent the work that matters. But what we like to say is that milestone can be a layer on top of that. So yeah, so let's say that people hit their goals, they get the, the, the compensation that they were expecting, um, but how do they win together? So, so what we built into Milestonia was this idea of achieving points individually, but winning rewards together. And so there's a rewards page and we tally up all the potential points for the quarter and we let them put in the rewards that they want to give to the team for hitting certain um, points on the thermometer, if you will. And, and, and that actually creates a camaraderie, especially when you can get the team involved in choosing what the rewards will be. And they know it's like, wow, this is what we really want as a team. We're working toward it. Hey, look at the progress we're making. It really does bring people together and creates camaraderie. So the story I like to tell is we had one of our early um, beta companies told us this story. It just blew me away. And that's when I realized, oh, yeah, okay, now I understand why it's working for us. Like sometimes you don't realize what's working for you until you get it reflected from the outside in. So, so what this company told us was, uh, they asked the team, you know, what would you like as a reward? And at the time they were in person and what they wanted was a claw machine for the lunchroom. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? But unless you ask, sometimes you don't know. Unless yeah. So, so that became the ultimate goal. So there were a bunch of, of, of intermediate goals, probably gift certificates and other things. But the, the, but the final goal, the big goal was the claw machine. And boy, that team was folk every week. They were so focused on trying to get this claw machine. And it just created a, a level of fun and engagement in team meetings that wouldn't have been there if that goal hadn't been on the table. And then uh, the, the CEO tells me that the next quarter, it was all about, okay, what are we gonna put into the claw machine? Teddy bears. Think that all the way through. Okay, we got a claw machine, yeah. now what? <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, it seems, it seems silly and not important and, 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 you know, not very deeply, you know, business philosophical, but just something like that, that the team did, did together. And then Monstonia, the tool supported them in keeping that front and center in order to create that, the support for that weekly process that created the camaraderie. That's really what we're about. We're about supporting those processes for companies that work and making sure that they've got an easy, easy way to manage with those processes. I know that your target client is, you know, businesses, right? Companies, teams. This is applicable at home for sure. And because it's fun and it creates accountability culture, which sometimes accountability to people that don't have a lot of experience or, or understanding around it can be kind of off-putting or overwhelming. It's like, don't hold my feet to the fire. I'm an, I'm a sovereign independent person. You don't, don't tell me what to do. But accountability is um, like really being accountable to yourself. And so my accountability story that I want to use Milestonia for is I'm on a, on a wellness journey. And of course, I have stakeholders in that process. Jess has one, uh, the, the businesses that touch a stellar co are them, but also like my husband, my doctor, my healers are all part of it. When you put the goals, like my doctor and I uh, met last week. We do weekly meetings, so that's a that's a goal. Accomplish all the <laughs> weekly meetings for the three months, and we reflected on the goals, and I have exceeded all of them faster without knowing it, because we wow. just at the start we sat down. We were like, at the end of this process, how do you want to feel? What do you want to look like? What does a day in the life feel like? And we came up with these like very hardcore goals. I really didn't think I would accomplish. And they, they naturally flowed thereafter. That's so an awesome story. Mm -hmm. Wow. The accountability part of it is um, not that my doctor was like, you're not taking your supp supplements, you know, at the right time of day at the right time. It was accountability to the overall goal 
Yes. So there was no micromanagement. There was, right. there was an art to it. There's a feeling to it. But at the end of the day, like my, one of my goals, for example, was to lose 10 pounds of like bad fat, mm-hmm. <laughs> bad fat, not the good, not the fat that you need, but the, the bad fat. And I far, far surpassed that without even knowing. And that, that applies to businesses. I think that when you put up, like, I'm thinking one of our clients, for example, we have our 12 weeks of Polaris development in Milestonia. Mm-hmm. And almost every week we were doing so well that we were ahead of schedule and we were allowed to, we had the space and the capacity to add more value because it was already laid out. We didn't have to think about figuring out what we're tracking. We didn't think about it. It was just, we got to show up and go with the flow and we just like kept hitting it over and over and over again. I think that, I think that if businesses who are looking for more space mentally mm-hmm. and to kind of organically achieve their goals, of course, getting a teddy picker or a claw is like, <laughs> you have to, for sales folks, you got to like pound the phone all day, every day. Uh, but there's some, there's some companies where you might wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm, I'm like already at my goal because it's so easy. It's so fun. I'm enjoying myself. Time goes yeah. by fast, yeah. et cetera. And to that, to that end, I wanted to congratulate Milestonia for making it fun because I have so much experience with task management and project management software on the detailed like consultant contractor construction side mm-hmm. that it's just like I, I could spend my whole career managing time and tasks. Milestonia just, it's like a, it's abundant. Just like, <laughs> just oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so good to hear. That that's that's super. You know, I the the story that you that you share about creating accountability and making it fun. I mean, we 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 truly believe that that is um, that is uh, you know our why. That that is why um, Milestonia is what it is. Um, you know, I have another story to share with you about uh, my own kids. So I have teenagers um, at home, and you know, sometimes. You know, we've been sheltering in place pretty much for a good part of a, a year. And I think partway into it, I decided just to use Milestonia with them in order to communicate clearly what I expected or some of the things they had to do um, and to reward them for it and to tie it to to reward. So so the kids actually earned their, um, their uh, Christmas spending money <laughs> using Milestonia. And, but the funniest thing that happened. So when we talk about the five steps from an accountability culture, you know, clarity, we've talked a lot about the, the visibility of the goals and articulating the goals and, uh, and sharing expectations. And we've also talked about the communication, right? You know, showing, you know, what's important and, and what the progress is um, and, and having it be transparent, having something that everybody understands everyone's role. But the, the, the fourth point, social accountability, it was amazing how that worked with my kids. So I made sure that everybody had an equal number of points to earn for the various goals that we had set. Um, but the the spending money had to be earned as a team. Oh, and, and probably about four weeks into it, the youngest, who's very competitive and very, you know, ambitious, you know, looks to the left and the right and says, yo, I'm pulling, you know, I, I'm carrying you guys right now because I've got more points on the board than you guys do. And so therefore the rewards we've earned, it's because of me. So you guys need to pull your weight. (laughs) So I, I actually got to see social accountability in action. So, so I can, I can testify the fact that it actually works. I feel like that would be a really excellent tool for parenting for sure. Cause then it's like, I mean, it, it provides autonomy with some framework. So, and allows for creativity because your youngest was like, Okay, I see the points. You need help. You need help. If we don't help each other boost your points, then we're not getting the money for Christmas, and right. that's not happening. So right. what, what can we do to get our points up? And that, yeah. to me, that's leadership. You're teaching, peop- you're teaching your youngins about how to be leaders, to build social infrastructure, to build accountability, to build each other up, to test each other, challenge. And you're not, you're not telling them – I'm assuming you're not telling them like, no, don't do that. Yes, do this. You're kind of like guiding them and then stepping away and seeing what happens. Well, and I have to say that, you know, with teenagers, that is really the only way to do it. Right? <laughs> it doesn't, it turns out badly if you, if you, if you micromanage too much, I, I do have to say that most of my, um, 
my most insightful parenting moments have come from business. So I learn a lot from my peers, my colleagues, and then I and then apply it to to parenting. And I do have to say for all the parents out there, Milestonia is you know may or may not work. I'm not going to say that it's it's a tool for everyone. I, I I do have to say that one of the things that does make it work is if you have good process. So if you don't have good process, the counter to that is if you don't have good process, it it, it may not work that well. We're not all that great about the weekly check in meetings, but I think that at its core, what we what we have is at least the opportunity to clarify what we expect and for them to have the opportunity to update their progress in a frictionless way. And it, you know, more, it more or less um, works. So, um, but I, I, I'll acknowledge this may not be for everybody. <laughs> it gives people something to refer back to. So if they feel like they're going rogue or they're confused or they don't know what they're, they don't know if what they're doing aligns with where, where they want to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why we have our strategic plan is like, is to go through the exercise and bring awareness to where you want to go and why, mm-hmm. and then the details of how, and it's always there as a reference point. It's your North star, right? Mm-hmm. And milestoneia encourages, motivates, and helps you stay on track to get to your North star. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, when you're aligned and, and that's all organized and in place, you can't really go wrong. And as you're talking about, um, team engagement and alignment. It's reminding me of like, you know, when I was thinking back earlier to when you said about, for example, sales teams are sales professionals are typically motivated by individual incentives and you need those incentives to be integrated with company's goals. Because if you have someone out selling a product to anybody who will pay any price, then you're creating problems down the road for the project managers, the engineers, whoever it is who has to work with that client who might not be the best, the best uh, client for the service or product. And so when you have that alignment, you have those individual drivers and goals that are in alignment with team goals. Then like you said, like everybody's winning together. Like it's not like you have one person with a claw machine and you know, (laughs) one person or like, you know, in a place that doesn't have electricity or something, I don't know, or someone with a (laughs) a claw phobia, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, everyone's like, okay, like you do, we all need to do what we need to do together to get to this one place and like not trip up someone else in the process of reaching that goal. I right. think this would be really helpful for this. I mean, you keep, you keep saying the sales industry and it's obviously bringing attention to my husband's line of work is in financial sales, merchant cash advance business. And it's all individually incentivized and, and that's where the motivation and the engagement breaks down and people get disengaged and they're like, why am I even here? And unfortunately, during the pandemic, many sales folks actually make less money than they would if they weren't working because their base salary is lower oh. than the, the paychecks they were getting from the government. Mm-hmm. And so where, where's that? Well, they're not in, they're incentivized by commission but that's super individualized. And so if you have a bad day where your leads come in and it has nothing to do with you, it's just sheer luck. Where, where's the team engagement? I'm alone on this Island. Right. <laughs> Frustrated right. and, and um, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that we also tell leaders that we work with is, um, you know, experiment with what works for your culture. And the nice thing about Milestone is once you set it up, you can change it from quarter to quarter. I mean, there, there, there's no magic, you know, formula that says, um, you know, you have to do it this way or, or, or anything like that. We're really there to support the business and what the business needs to do. And, um, and one of the things that, uh, that we hope that it does for, for the teams is empower them, empower individuals to, to take charge because they know what's expected and they know what the team needs to do. Um, another favorite story that I have is um, uh, there was, a, I, I think the last year, June, June ended like on a Wednesday and uh, the 4th of July weekend was a long weekend. And I think the, the co- combination of that, most people were gone for the last week of the quarter. And uh, there was uh, one guy on the team, he wasn't the most senior person on the team, but he looked around at all, all the, the goals and he saw some that were 70, 80, 90%. He was like, oh, 
if we just completed these goals, we'd have our next reward. So we ran around and he said, hey, what can I do to help you? Hey, did you know that you're almost done? You know, what what, what can we do together? And when leadership came back, because most people were on vacation, when leadership came back, they were amazed. It's like, wow, we accomplished 30% more goals than we've ever had in any quarter. What happened? <laughs> and then they heard the story of, of the guy on the team who had gone around to help, you know, but it was because he knew what the company was trying to do and he knew um, who had what, and, and he was willing to help. I think that was the other thing. And, and because the team was so supportive and they had that camaraderie already built, I think that was part of the, the culture that was feeding on itself. But uh, at least the CEO tells me that, that you know, because Milestonia made it visible, yeah. The team made that's, it happen. That's a fantastic story. I love that. I'm just like envisioning this, this guy cheerleader running around being like, how can I help you? Like, let me, like, let me, we can do this. That's really exciting. And, and I believe that you've mentioned the four components of accountability culture. Can you walk us through, through them again and then mention the five, the fifth one? Sure. I'm sorry. Yes. I, and I went through it really fast. So, um, so I'll, I'll start from the beginning. So, so the five steps to an accountability culture start with clarity. Clarity around what is your North Star, your nearest star, you know, what you do with the Polaris um, uh, strategic plan, you know, what is your moonshot goal, how are you going to break that down, um, that's, um, that's creating clarity, it's creating clarity for the team. So once the team is clear about what that North Star moonshot goal is, and how they're going to make it happen in the next 90 days, then it's a matter of articulating those goals and getting them into, um, into something like Milestoneia. That's the first step, clarity. Second step is communication. So as the, the goals are being accomplished, you know, how is it going? What are the blockers? You know, being able to communicate um, on a timely basis and often in order to make sure that things are progressing smoothly and everybody has the support that they need. Um, that process step that happens with the weekly check-in meeting, that's really important to, um, to reinforce communication. So that's number two. Number three is transparency, making sure that everybody can see everything that's going on. Um, part of it is you gain a, an appreciation for each other, you know, everybody's contributions. Uh, partly it helps you understand the interdependencies of what, what happens, but it also tees up the fourth step to accountability culture, which is social accountability. And that social accountability is a crucial um, element, which comes from two things. One is that visibility, into the progress that everyone's making, the fact that everyone can see everyone else's goals, that's the transparency, and the weekly check-in meeting to uh, celebrate progress, to, um, to call out achievements, what's been completed, all of those things all together lead up to the social accountability. So without having the weekly meeting, without having the process, um, sometimes things can fall short. The tool will not do everything for you, but the tool will support um, a good process. And then the fifth step is winning together, setting things up so that, you know, you might still have individual incentive plans and compensation plans, as you were mentioning earlier, but it's also being able to have that thing that's going to pull everyone together in order to um, have everyone feel that they are a team and that there's something bigger that they're working for that's going to be fun as well as, you know, whatever they're trying to accomplish in the business. So those are the five steps to an accountability culture. And then um, what like to tell people is you can do those five steps without milestonia. Like the, this, these are good practices that we've learned from others. We didn't make this up. But the part that I think milestonia helps with is making it fun. Because if it's not fun, people aren't going to do it. And, you know, just going back to the, our story full circle, that is the reason why the team created milestonia because managing things in a spreadsheet and docs <laughs> wasn't fun. <laughs> so this Don't say. <laughs> No, I love it. And I think, you know, to prove your point, like this is very clear. I love it. It's like five steps. This is what it is. And that's actually, I was just going to ask was like, if this was something you guys created or if you've learned as part of, you know, your development process. Um, so, but you said, it sounds like it's something like that's out there and you guys are, are putting it into practice with this software tool. Yeah, there are a number of goal setting methodologies like um, OKRs, objectives and results um, that Google uses. Uh, there's also EOS, um, you know, what are your rocks? Um, you know, how are you gonna accomplish them? Um, there are a number of, of frameworks that have been developed. 
we simplified, we, you know, we took the best of the best, pulled it together and simplified it down to five steps that we felt um, were the core minimum that was needed for an accountability culture. And, and it just happens to be what we've already built into Milestonia just because we believe in those five, five steps. So, so Milestonia was developed with those five in, in, in mind. But, but we can't say that we came up with, with the, uh, the concept of social accountability, but we do, we do understand when and how it works. And that's what we're enabling. I think also it all comes down to when teams aren't engaged or employees aren't engaged, uh, they, like you said, could take it or leave it, uh, which means they're not ex- fully expressing themselves, their talents, their skill sets. They're not investing their social value into the business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that does directly affect the bottom line for sure. Yeah. And so when, so conversely, appropriate team engagement strategies such as Milestonia and our Polaris is directly related to enhancing your bottom line because happy people first profits will follow. That's just a, a tenant of stakeholder capitalism and the movement around business for good, which Jessa and I are really mm-hmm. stoked to be a part of. And when I think of Milestone, I, I feel like you truly embody that without like going out there and being like, I'm a stakeholder capitalist and <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. you just embody it. I'm listening to you talk about the five steps to accountability, why Milestone, what it is, what it's not what values it brings, and you're very <laughs> clear, you're communicating it well, it's transparent, <laughs> it adds up to value, well, thank and you I feel like we're winning together. Yes, yes, yay. Um, that's great. Thank you for, for feeding that back. That Oh, that gives me the warm fuzzies. That's all. <laughs> yay. <laughs> and much appreciated. Where That said, where do you want Milestonia to go? What's your What's your dream your vision or your moonshot, if you want to share your moonshot? You know, I think that if we can help um, a lot of small businesses, um, you know, get on track, achieve their objectives, you know, grow or pull people, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're struggling with as a company, if they're able to achieve that because they've used Milestonia to align the team, keep them engaged, um, uh, you know, ensure productivity and camaraderie, then I think we all win because that's what we want. We want small businesses to su- succeed. Um, you know, I was going to share a data point related to what you were saying about team engagement. I mean, I think everything that you're saying makes sense and we all ascribe to it, but there's actually data. Um, Harvard Business Review published a study that said that um, engaged employees are 20 something percent more productive and it leads to a 20-something percent increase in the top line as a result, um, which is really exciting, actually, that they have data around that. But what we've seen with uh, Milestonia companies is, um, you know, there was one company that, you know, sales were declining year over year, and they just needed to get their head in the game and really focus and focus the team, you know, so, so, that the, so that the urgent didn't overtake the important, really focus the team every day on what it is they needed to do to get to that North Star. And, you know, they, they tell us 30% year over year growth, you know, with, with you know, spending less, right? Because they're, they're more efficient and they're more productive. Um, and that has um, a huge impact on the bottom line. When you can do that on a regular basis and you've created a culture where that just becomes the norm, right? You know, what are we supposed to be doing? What are we committed to? You know, what did we achieve last week? You know, how are we doing? What is our, what is our next step for the next quarter to our, to our North Star goal? When companies can internalize that, create a culture that just makes that seamless and automatic, then they win. And, and then we win, right? Because then more small businesses are succeeding. I, I feel like there's an urgency around it because we hear these stories about, you know, 50% of small businesses fail because of cash flow, you know, because they run out of time. Or 90% of companies never achieve their goals because they're not, you know, making them clear, they're not articulating them, and they're not following through on them. So if we can help to reverse some of those statistics, that's that's really what we're all about. And it's like, as I'm listening to you say this and quoting some of these numbers, are you guys in a position or will you be to report the data as far as like how you're able to increase team engagement and the contributions towards the, you know, their metrics and goals? 
Well, I think it comes directly from the companies. So those are just some examples of mm -hmm. what companies have told us in terms of what they think have has happened. But a lot of it just comes down to the fact that people are more focused. Um, there's less time spent wondering what am I supposed to be doing or going, you know, going off on a tangent and not, you know, not coming back to, you know, is this going to get us to the end game um, that we're that we're all working towards. So I think it's 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 creating an environment where they can get the results. So if they feed the results back to us, then then we know. But we don't we don't have any data collection um, on on the back end. I think that would be too hard to too hard to do. I mean, we can we can tell companies what percentage um, uh, complete a goal is. I mean, that's part of what the tool calculates. And we can also have a report at the end of the quarter. We can download the data and show of all the goals that people had. You know, what percentage did they complete them? But there's so much that goes into those. I mean, maybe it wasn't wasn't the right goal or maybe there was a pivot or maybe it was too much of a stretch goal. And then they realized that, you know, their, their expectations were too high. So we don't want to read into that very much because we don't want to set people up to, to, to fail. There's a lot of interpretation that goes into that data, but what we want to do is at least be able to give it back to the companies to be able to use in whatever way they feel um, is appropriate to help um, develop, develop their team, to help, feedback to their team to help, you know, make goals more realistic for the next quarter and things like that. So it, it really is something that we're just trying to enable leaders and teams um, to do what's best um, for them. But no, we're not going to be doing any big brother data calculations. <laughs> I have an idea for that. I did too. I was like, I feel like if you sent a survey, even if it's anonymous and it's like, and a percentage, like it could be like four questions or maybe, and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, what percentage of range did you meet your goals? Like zero to 25, 25 to 50, whatever. And then, you know, what percentage was your, you know, top line revenue increased or some of these things that can like demonstrate engagement and maybe the handful of questions. And then, you know, part of like, I, do you guys do NPS? We do. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, if you did that, I feel like it's just like, you could do MPS and then it's like, okay, here's a few more data points, like help us, you know, improve or whatever. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't have to do it. So it's easy for me to like <laughs> throw out a suggestion. Implementing it's a whole other ballgame. So yeah. no, I think it's a great idea. At least, at least to be able to understand what they perceive as the the benefits and the value. And if they can quantify it, then then we have that data. Yeah. And I think for you, like what is sorry, let me tell you how to run your company, Jen. Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, what I was thinking is, you know, your, your why is to make things fun. So maybe, you know, stepping back, maybe what I'm saying is a distraction, you know, <laughs> forget everything we just talked about, but it's, it's, um, you could maybe change that number. So it's like if 31% of the workforce is engaged, mm -hmm. if you guys are able to maybe like get some like percentage where you can, you can like put a, a metric on it, kind of like you're talking about that mm -hmm. HBR study. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool to be like, well, you know, 80% of Milestonia users are engaged. Uh-huh. Like that, that, I think that's a really good idea to kind of mimic what these um, broader, you know, cross company studies have done to do it for the Milestonia companies and to, and to benchmark it every quarter. I think that's a great idea. I think another, let's have a little brainstorming session. I think another <laughs> idea is- This is why you guys are so good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just want to talk and just tell you all the things. What's popping up for me is there's a lot of trends around sustainability reporting, corporate social responsibility, environmental social and governance reporting. And there's a bunch of assessments. And what we've, what we've learned when we did our uh, certified B Corp assessment, it's very detailed. And then it's up to us to track all the things mm -hmm. and it's, it's a lot. And then they come back to you after a year and they want to see your documentation and they do a full audit. And so many companies might find themselves scrambling at the last minute to collect how much energy they saved, how much waste they diverted, how much water they've, they've oh, not right. consumed mm -hmm. and like how many percent of women are on the board and, and, how many black, indigenous, and people of color vendors you had in your supply chain. It goes on and on and on. There's hundreds of questions. Hmm. And what I think would be really helpful is if it takes, it takes the entire company 
to be aligned and going towards those goals to achieve those types of certifications. It's not just the CEO and it's not just marketing. Hopefully it's not just the marketing department, right? It's, it's everybody. And so I would love to, to see a milestoneia that has, you know, all of your, your businesses personalized ESG or corporate goals or, uh-huh. or other things for tracking purposes. And there's, there's all, all these other companies that do reporting, but it would help. I'm, I'm thinking like one practical example is someone's responsibility for reporting to the team what your energy costs are. People usually get a monthly bill. And so seeing the kilowatt hours used is pretty easy to see. And some of the behaviors or the objectives underneath that could be like, turn all the lights off when you leave the office, unplug your things, mm-hmm. little behavioral things that people don't think add up. And then if you see it month over month over month, For example, if you want to decrease your energy costs by 10% over a year, mm-hmm. then you can set up your milestoneia goals to keep tracking and everybody's mm-hmm. held accountable. And they go, oh, we're doing it. I'm definitely turning that light off. Or, oh, we're doing it. I'm unplugging this monitor. I'm unplugging this, this, that, or the other thing that doesn't need to be plugged in and charging all the time. And I, I feel like that would be a really great organizational tool around making something that seems very daunting fun. Yeah. I love that idea to, to create a trackers for corporate, for corporate governance and uh, sustainability tracking, you know, to, to yes. give, to give feedback to the organization, these thermometers, you know, it's one thing to, to make it visible, all the steps, you know, all the tasks or all the initiatives that are going on, but then it's another thing to just kind of keep track of the results. How many, you know, hours have we saved or how, you know, how low is our bill? Mm-hmm. now or something like that. That's really interesting. And I think too, like what would be so helpful is like what you said, it's like, if it's visible to everybody on what they can do as individuals mm-hmm. to help the company achieve its goals. Because if the company is like, okay, our goal is to reduce energy usage by 25%. Like as I'm, I'm an employee, I'm just sitting here doing my like day-to-day stuff. You know, you're not really thinking about that, but if you can log into Milestone and you look and it's like, Like you said, it's like, oh yeah, I need to like, you know, turn up the air conditioning, turn off the lights, unplug my stuff before I leave. Like these are just mm-hmm. things that will take me a minute to do before I leave. Mm-hmm. And it, it all rolls up to the company level. So I, I love that idea. That would be, that's exciting. We would love that. <laughs> yes, we would love that. And it's directly relatable too, because when we found through our work that when you take care of the environmental stuff, it, it it's more efficiency for the business. It lowers mm-hmm. the cost, increases the profit margin because you're reducing your overhead expenses and it's, yeah. it's, good, it's good for the environment. And so those again would be awesome metrics for you to have your, your companies right. come back and say over uh, 2021, I saved, you know, $8,000 in energy, water and waste costs. Because oh, awesome. yes, this is like, if you could do it, you sorry, this went, we went way off. <laughs> Way off the script we don't have anyway, but like if there was something like this thermometer and if you guys could track again, like if there's like maybe just percentages or something, mm-hmm. and if you were able to get that data and same thing, Milestonia users were able to save like a million, like, you know, like tons of like carbon footprint or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, like that would be such cool. Like, I mean, data, data is where it's at. Let's put that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that is very true. Treatment. That is very true. Wow. That's exciting. So, you know, one of the things that's just been amazing to us on this journey is hearing about all of the different use cases yep. that people have for Milestone. Like the, the use case that, that you all have, which, which is showing your clients the value that you're going to provide and showing the progress being made against that. value like to make sure that people don't forget what they're supposed to do uh, is so awesome. You know, we've heard of executive coaches that are using Milestonia to hold their, you know, ho- hold their clients accountable because that's what they're being paid for, right? So Milestonia becomes an extension of an executive coach's value because they're giving them something during the week to, to remind them of the things they said they were going to work on. You know, the family use case, you know, we thought we were just about helping startups to, <laughs> that's, that's what we were, right? So it's really exciting to hear all these different applications. I, I think I have to write a blog post about each one of them, <laughs> but I love, I love your ideas. This has given me all kinds of ideas to how to double down on a, on a specific use case. 
Thank you for being receptive because <laughs> I catch myself giving people ideas on their business like they haven't ever thought about it. And <laughs> when people do that to me, I'm just sitting there biting my tongue and I want to be like, oh, you don't think I've spent the last like three years thinking about this every single day of my life, but thank you. And I smile and I nod and I try not to be like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> thank you for being very no, great. You guys are great. It. You guys are great. I love it. I love the feedback and the input. I mean, and actually this is how Milestone is, is becoming a stronger company because we're getting so much feedback about the different um, ways that it can be used. So I really appreciate what you guys are throwing out there. I think there's, I think there's, there's an idea there for sure. Yeah. We felt attracted to you in the growth 10 realm when you were speaking, we're like, we got to get more gen um, in our lives. And now that we've tested and tried Milestonia, the, the ideas keep coming again. Thank you for being open and receptive and not taking it as us. Like, No, I think, I thank you for, you know, the opportunity to have this chat and, and for your ideas. And you know what, I'll, I'll throw it out there to your listeners. If anyone else has heard our conversation and has feedback or ideas, we want to hear it. Definitely reach out to me and let me know what you think could be a good application of what we do. Cause that's, that's what we're about. We're about helping people create the accountability cultures in a fun way that's going to get them to their goals. That's what matters the most to us. So, And how can they reach you? Go to milestonia.com or do you want to share your email? Uh, they can email me directly, jen, J-E-N, at milestonia.com. Well, Jen, while we throw that up on the screen, why don't you walk us through your three-point landing? <laughs> Which might just be a two-point landing, but... <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it'll be a rocky one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, I would love for your listeners to remember that uh, the five steps to an accountability culture, and this is independent of Milestonia, but, you know, create clarity about what matters, where you're headed, what it is that that people need to do or what you need to do. Um, Create the opportunity for clear communication, uh, where things are at, good and bad, uh, what people need, what's not working well, what is working well, celebrate successes, communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, third is transparency. Don't hold stuff back. Um, it is so empowering when people understand, you know, how they fit within the organization and when leaders are vulnerable to, hey, you know, we set that goal too high or, you know what, we're going to have to make a pivot. Um, when, when your team is on that journey with you, you gain more trust. And so transparency is, is, is really um, empowering and important and, and really enables then the social accountability. Uh, because, you know, people want to be seen as contributors. They want to be seen as pulling their weight. They don't want to be, be seen as slackers. Um, so create environments where, you know, the social accountability is there without pointing fingers, without calling people out. Make the bat- dashboard visible all the time so that the social accountability is kind of there um, for people to, to see or not see. And then, you know, and then it gives everyone on the team the opportunity to do the right thing without necessarily having to be micromanaged and told. And then the final most important step is create an environment where you're winning together. And this goes beyond compensation plans, it goes beyond SPIFs or whatever incentives you have in place. If there's something extra over the top that can be a way to pull the team together for achieving all of their goals, it it, it could be as simple as having a team lunch or a game day or something that, that the team does together that they earn or swag. Um, even it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be, you know, you know, this, this big mountainous, you know, reward. It can be lots of little rewards, um, but it can be, but hopefully it's something that the team enjoys, has fun with and where they feel like they're winning together because it's that how you make people feel is so important to engage people and to, to make them feel that what they do um, really matters and that their role matters. So five steps in accountability culture. And then the, the, the second point is you can do this. You can do this even without tools. You can do this, but there are tools to help you to make it fun. I have an idea for the third. Okay, go. Team engagement is important because it adds social value and social infrastructure to your business, which directly affects the business model. That's, That's great. The bottom line. That is so true. It's so the three key takeaways, five steps to accountability, 
um, make accountability culture fun. <laughs> it's crucial. And it all adds social value to business. Mm-hmm. Jen. We're called capitalism. Woo, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to have to revisit um, Milestoning in a year and see, see where, where you've gone, what you've been, what you've done. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Well, thank you for the opportunity to, to, uh, to chat with you today. It's always a pleasure and always so enlightening and energizing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Send it, Jessa. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Orion Podcast. If you're looking for a thoughtful gift for yourself or others, shop ethical jewelry with a story at article22.com. Enjoy 10% off qualifying purchases with promo code ORION10. That's www.article22.com and code ORION10. Enjoy!